0: Okay, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So... Um, Want some coffee, Rabbi? No, thank you, far for me. Um, took Menashe's role. <laughs> Menashe didn't make coffee, sorry. Yeah, okay. Um, actually, there's a salichas at 1 a.m. here last night for the Sephardim, so had a nice salichas. Ah, so yeah. when we're talking about basic Bez- 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 Knesset, you know, Shazam is going to be here. Ah. You were there? No, I left like 12 o'clock, but they, they, they had me in. Another, they, they sent me a picture. Uh, <laughs> so, if uh, you think about the basic Kretz, really, this, especially in Elul, Rosh Hashanah, am Kippur, it's such an uh, We spoke about last week about coming early and appreciating the, the place, um, being cognizant uh, of, of where we are, that the more reverence we have towards something, the more appreciation, the, s- the more serious we take it. So he says, as follows the play, to claim she, you know, that in other places, you, it's not, you, you knock on the door, um, you ask permission to come in, so the basicness, the minig the is, you say, is, or most people, you just say, matovu when you walk in, uh you uh, is exactly, has that posik in it. Lok mosher sherabim, shenim li Don't say it. Ele yishala pesach, kemosher charle, karas the base hamelech. He said, again, this is at a very lofty level. He says, when you come in, you should be a certain amount of, uh, um, like, you walking, reverence, you're walking the base Hamelach. ram venisa, you have a certain amount of uh, recognition of where you're walking. Some people, that walk into a shul, you would think that they're a politician and a good politician. Like, you shaking know, shaking hands, hands, high fives, giving the points, the winks. You know, Like when you're coming into a synagogue, the way you treat it is the way you're going to deal with it. So if you look at it as a social club, um, then, it's, then to you it's going to feel like a social club. You're not going to be able to pray with an understanding uh, of that. I mean, you know, quite frankly... If you're at a pool, um, it, it, try diving at a pool. <laughs> you know, it's not even bathing suits, and you're trying to pray. It's not the ambiance of it. So basically, besides the reality of being, uh, you know, I, I say this to people all the time. I say, you come to the synagogue, you come to the shul, it's literally spiritually, spiritual oxygen. Uh, you're able to be in a place which is totally devoted to prayer and, pr- a- a- and learning and study. That is what the sanctuary of the basic Knessus is. But if you don't treat it that way, so then it's just a Starbucks to a person. And they don't have uh, that, that reality. V'gam um, lepasuk... Someone's close that door. V'gam lepasuk... Uh, Shimlo amar adayim berchas and actually to be able to say uh, this pasuk, you need to first say berchas Why can't why do you say berchas first? Because it's a verse. Uh, if we don't say it; just change it into a, a bakasha. That abouts you with a certain amount of awe. Uh, he says you should really it's an amazing thing by the Jewish people um, you know he says put the charity box right when you come into the synagogue why? first thing you should do is give charity uh, for, 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 for the poor uh, if you're wealthier you should give a little more and if you're poor you, give little, you can give less because we say I come to you with, with, with chesed really actually you see in prayer that a reason used to give it in Viyavarash. We give, why, why do we give Ttaka to be cognizant that we want just like we want Hashem's kindness, we want to be kind to others. Just like we want God to be kind to us. when we're kind to others, that's how we come to God. you know I, I mentioned yesterday, was that a great mushal about the tra- traffic ticket, the both ways to do it. Does that about really doesn't make it crystal clear how it is to judge favorably and be judged by God. So think about this. You know, we're going to come to pray to God. The main first thing to pray to God is to recognize God. Second reason to come to God is actually we should ask God things. That's, that's actually a good thing. It's it's amazing by the way. I often get people asking me, well-meaning, you know, well, isn't it bad to ask God for things? And I always say, no, it's actually a good thing to ask God for things. What you're rea- when you ask Hashem, what you're really doing is you're realizing the source of all blessing is God. So, you should ask God for things. It shouldn't be the only thing you do, but when you, it, it's, we praise God, we recognize God, but when you ask Hashem for things, what you're really saying is, God, I realize Hashem, Hashem I realize everything yadir zach, everything in this world comes to you, al Baruch So, but when you're going to ask God for things, and we all everyone, everyone needs lots of things. Uh, just to breathe, just to see, just to hear. Um, you know, you've been to the ICU. You, know, you see what that looks like. You see what people are, are, are struggling financially. People have family issues. Right? We all need Hashem's brain. But imagine the following thing. You go, let's use, to use yesterday's parable, to use yesterday's metaphor, if right before you ask the king Hashem for something, you help his son, and now you go to God and you say, God, I really need this. What wh- where, where are your odds if you helped one of the, the king's son before you come to the king to ask him? Mm-hmm. Help a Jew. You're helping Akash Hu's children. So by giving charity, it's a merit to you uh, before, we, specifically before you pray. Um, therefore, he says, put the stucco box in the window. This is the total number. Again, This is, uh, again, high levels, but it just kind of uh, break, makes crystal clear how we should view re- even entering a synagogue. It's a privilege to enter a synagogue. It's an opportunity to enter a basic Knesset. Uh It's a responsibility to enter a For knessis. It's a good thing to say the following thing. I'm going to... So I'm going to give The first thing he says, I'm thinking of myself, if my child... I've had a child who wanted something and all of a sudden they helped their sibling. I can tell you 100%, I just think of this as I was doing that. If if they helped their sibling and then they, and I saw them help their sibling, you know, one was helping the, helping the other and then they asked me for the, whatever they want to, to buy them some kind of toy. Of course, I'd be more, more, 100%, I'd be more likely to to give it. And it, would, it would warm my heart. Uh, don't tell this to my children. I can tell <laughs> yeah. I just, it depends on what time of year what they want but, uh, no, for sure, I'd be, I'd be more than, more, as long Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be very happy to give that. Okay? So, look, um, how And of it's an interesting thing um, over here. It's also an atonement for me. When you give charity, it atones for you. I've said this many times. Why is charity atone? Charity atones because whenever a person sins, whenever a person sins, it comes from a fact that they don't see God. If you would see God right in front of you, of course, a person would, would not sin. So, when you give charity, what you're really is saying is, I can spend this money on a vacation, I can spend this money on a new suit, I can spend this money uh, getting, getting tickets to something, and instead of helping Torah, uh, uh, I'm supporting the stroll, I'm supporting a poor person, what you're really doing is recognizing God. <laughs> right? Otherwise, why are you going to give it? You'd use it for yourself. There's a lot of we could people. You know, people work hard for their money, so it's all about you. You it for yourself. So charity turns. It doesn't only turn for you; it turns for your ancestors. Because again, what you do and what I do, we fix ourselves. We fix all our ancestors because we're, we're we're products of it. Uh, and then he brings down, which is which was a very common custom in certain circles. Uh, certainly, the Peleites was in Bulgaria 150 years ago. That was really uh, had been the Turkish Empire, uh, and. Um, at that time, it was not, but uh, it had the Turkish Empire. Says Shachaparis Avonaisi Avonas Avose, and also the Ilanish was Rabbi Meir Balhanes, right? An honor of Rabbi Meir Balhanes, Chodesh Chus Rabbi Meir Balhanes Yagim ba Adeno. Now we know, know Rabbi Meir is called the, the who was from the greatest students, Rabbi Akiva, was a person who was who was Muflik mitzvah but benisim, and he told his uh, his wife's uh, sister. And others to, to say it in his merits. So many people to this day say in the merit of Rabbi Mirabanan. it's not really uh, particularly a common thing in certain circles, but in certain in other circles it is. Um, uh, and we should serve Hashem could, in the, the merit of Rabbi Mir. Uh, uh, my our, our descendants and all around us should be should be in good say. And then we say Ani but teleg <speaking> Apanakha um, apanecha, the base that came should go to God's house in with rogash. Who said that? Yaakov. How, uh, Yaakov, when he came to base migdash how awesome is this place. And then you walk into Shul. Now, could you imagine doing this and coming into Shul? You if you do a part of this. You would come into the at HaKnesset. You would come into the synagogue and you would have a different reality. You know? You'd have a different, you would come in that this is the house of Hashem. And that is how the, I, how we really should be viewing it, because it is. Um, uh, and then it just says, you know, obviously don't make a production in front of other people, because that could be considered holiness. Should, this is for you, between you and God. So we recognize, we recognize it For achar, achar haleiv, hein hadzvarim, achar kavanas haleiv, that is the Rosh Hashanah. That's Yara, Vecharet, VeRoish, VeRoit. Echek Kanes LaHechal. How do we go into uh, into Hechal Amalech? Kli Malibusha Uchlima. Right. You know, you come in. Uh, I mean, if, let's, let's, let's backtrack. If you if you're if you're a CEO of a company, and somebody is going to lose their job, or somebody wants a raise, or somebody, you know, you're a president or a prime minister. Or you're the Queen of England. I mean, there's a whole etiquette how you come to the Queen of England. Uh, you know, if somebody comes in flippant to your office and you're the CEO, even if you're a manager, right? We have a few managers in the room over here. and you, you're, you're managing a person. and they, They're asking you for a favor and they're flippant to you. What's the likelihood of you getting what you want, right? What's the likelihood of them respecting you for that, right? So, you know, we, we have to realize that when you come into the business, process, when you come into the Shem's house, before you do it, there should be a certain amount of reverence. Doing it, mm-hmm. you know, when when a person's flippant and you're going in front of any one of a, uh, any power of authority, let's go back. If my children come to me and they want something and they're flippant, with their, it's guaranteed no. <laughs> come back again when you're a little bit. They don't, listen. They don't have to be, uh, you know, but they flippant for sure. Not. I mean, it helps them if they're you know re- more than respectful, but flippant, forget about it. Not a chance. Um, so, when you think about it, you're going to a base you're going to a, a Shem's house, when you live with this reality, it, it, it changes, you know, it changes who you are, you know, again, I'm not, the, the dress code for the shul, you know, I, I always get these groups, sometimes it comes through Howard, through the, through the mainland, sometimes they contact me directly, you know, from Danza or San Jose State, or, uh, Santa Clara often as well. Either it's the anthropology group or the comparative religion group. So I always tell them they can come. Some, very often they want to just interview me and that's during the day. Sometimes they want to come to a prayer service. Um, and I tell them to come because I want them to get, I don't want them going to a Temple Emanuel and getting a wrong view, view of Judaism. But I tell them to come also because, you know, these are people that will be out there in the world. I want to give them, a, you know, a, a positive. But they ask me how to dress. If they don't ask me, I tell them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say I always say dress conservatively, and like they, they, like what does that mean? So I say you know for the boys slacks, uh, for 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 for, for, you know, for girls no you know sleeves I don't say up to the elbows sleeves, skirts you know should be covered conservatively, uh, but really it, you know ideally it would be like you know how you would be respectful if a person comes into Uh, A meeting again maybe today's crazy world a little bit less but in, in historically and still in many parts of the world if you're coming into a meeting uh wearing uh i don't know why anyone would even wear this but you're wearing a shirt that says grateful dead you know and it's like some kind of skeleton on your shirt uh you know it's different than coming in with a white shirt or with a suit why is that because it's not just that it's respect for the person you're meeting it's also for your ambiance. If you could walk in that way, it means you don't respect that person, right? If you, if, if you would, you know, one area where it's still today is at a wedding. You know, you go to a wedding, so you, if a if a if a groom comes to his wedding with like that kind of shirt, I don't know what his bride would be thinking. You know, she's wearing. If a bride comes in, like she'd be like crazy. But you know what? Quite frankly, if somebody would come to their wedding, it's not in the groom and they're wearing that kind of shirt, that it would be insulting to the bride and groom. Why would it be insulting to them? Because basically, my wedding is not so important to you. <laughs> you would go like that. I, I, I personally, I wouldn't go with that kind of shirt anywhere, not, not including my house, but this person would go that way to, to, to get a drink, you know, to go to Starbucks, to go to Par's. That's how you know. yeah, to come to my wedding? It <clears throat> means you're not respecting my wedding. And, and it's not just for the other It's for you. You don't respect the wedding. So when a per, when a person comes to, to show how they dress, you know. Um, I, you know, there are certain people in the, in the, in the show I'll, I'll pick on the, the closest one to me. Yitzhak always puts on a jacket when he comes here. Do you wear a jacket to work? No. Do you wear a jacket to dinner? Mm-hmm. Do you wear a jacket when you walk in the streets? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wearing a jacket all the time. You know, uh, he comes special to the show. He wears it here. So that's a nice step to do. Well, but it's not just nice to do it because it changes the way you view shul it's it, when i when he comes in he puts on the jacket it's not i'm not saying that you have to wear a jacket my, my point is is that there is a lot to be said about the ambience and the yudo that we come in to it and how we'll feel and uh, the chances of, of our requests being granted i mean at anywhere we live that way in life i'm not sure why basic Knesset, why should be any different than that than that reality. Vichaven uh, b'armav ani of chastecha happens to be when you say matovu matovu alech yakov how amazing it is that we can come into shul who who is the one who recognized it who said matovu first Bilam our arch enemy Bilam is the one who said these look how lucky these people are al um, kadai you know you feel a certain amount of awe and reverence to go there vichaven chastecha remiz la'avram avinu olav hashalom isha chesed. Uh, it's a remez to Avraham mavinu, all of Isha Chesed now I get actually I'm, I was invited again this year to be on this phone call with the President Trump now I don't you know I obviously I like a lot of his policies but you know why I do it it's a reference to the position how in the world is a person getting invited to be on a phone call with the President and not take the call it's like to me it's mind boggling you know and you get to hear him wish everyone to rush a Shana you know and Mr. Kushner gets on the phone but like yeah, I'm telling you right now when I'm on the phone then, I'm like wow I'm on the phone even though I'm, I'm muted on the phone. <laughs> it's not like a kidding, you can know, make a, a personal... I mean, on the phone, really, probably the most powerful person in the world. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome thing. You know, there's like 300 people on the phone, but you're one of the 300 people, 400 people, whatever it is. You're on the phone with the most powerful person on the world. I'm lucky he doesn't know who I am. I'm on the phone. Imagine, I'm just listening to him. I don't even get to talk to him. Imagine, we're not just in talking to a person who's, uh, you know, Trump, rightfully so, could be more than criticized for his personal lifestyle and and, and and character. But we're on the phone with Hashem. You know, we're not only, we're on the phone. We can talk. You know, we should be awed by that possibility. Um, and we say, coming to Hashem, we should have in mind Avra who's who is L'ishcha, said, kad'shecha, is Yitzchak, who is Miskadish himself, Secha is remez to Yaakov, who said, manoi rahamak mozeh. Now you think about this of us in the merit of Avramitzov, we come to this place. Now imagine the following thing. You know, if a king has a best friend, right? A best friend, a best friend, and the, this kid is a kid, is you know, so so so, mediocre. And this mediocre kid wants to come to the king and needs a serious favor. What is the, what is this kid gonna rely on? His parents, his father. Father's best friends. You know, Jack, you have some good friends? Sometimes. Sometimes. We're good friends. Right? So, some good friends. So, would you, if you have a stranger to come to you, or versus your, your good friend's son, what's, who, who is, what are you more likely to answer? Help a person. Good friend's son. Why? It's not even about the kid. It's about the parent. Right? So, we come to Hashem and we recognize, listen, we are children of Amritsar V'yaqov. That is our merit. Hey, we, we have, that's a lot to say, our and like Yaakov, in, in, you know, Kavayachal, of course, they're human beings, totally, but they were close to Hashem. And if we're, we go to the Hashem and their merits, these kach. and if you think about some of these things, and not to say, any Tzadikim, not to talk. Somebody yesterday asked me, that they're trying to walk and not talking in Shul during, during David and shatz and people come over to this individual. So he said, what should he do? So I told him what to do, but it was interesting to me. He was all nervous. I didn't say this to a person, but he was all nervous about the other people. <laughs> I nervous about Hashem. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm Makbed. You know that. If I'm talking in Shul and somebody's talking, I'm Makbid. Why am I Makbed? It's a chutzpah. Well, I, and the truth is, i be Makbed if anyone else was to Shul. When Andy was, talk, he was talking yesterday, People were talking. I also shushed the people. I don't think it's. I think it's. If you're in a meeting, you're, you're in a meeting, right? And, you're, and there's something going on there, and somebody's talking around you. It's now happens to be there are sometimes You know there are certain times where what's going on. So father, a father to a son. Uh, sometimes Rabbi says It could be someone needs something for somebody else. It's a security team talking about. That's, those are you should be dalakavskos, but. That and there are times so I I saw Gedolim speak if necessary un- under certain. But the average time, the vast majority of the time, so be be with us. It's nothing about that. It's just there's a per- person as a is bored, <laughs> or as a Yitzchak to speak, or whatever it may be. So I'm not talking about that, but that right now. But for the person themselves, you should think. I would never talk. I've be in a meeting with, with in a meeting with with the, with the boss. You would never talk. What would you do if you you had a team meeting, Yitzchak? You're a manager at all still? Right. But you were at one point. Yeah. If you're at a team meeting and you're trying to give the team direction um, and there's two, th- two people schmoozing, what would you think about that? Not good. Not good, right? Um, good not good? Not good. Not good, okay. So, in you're in shul and you're in front of Hashem and you're in base Hashem, they're, they're without any real justification, it should never be that are person's going ahead and, uh, uh, and, and doing it. And, they, and they really, you should be less worried about people than Hashem, <laughs> you know? If you would be in that team meeting, now, you, now you're now you not a manager, right? You, but you have, Do you have a manager? Yeah. Okay. What would you do if you're at the meeting and and one of your teammates, your, your, your team, starts speaking to you about uh, global, uh, or the weather, uh, or politics, or even about... What do you eat for lunch today? Or what are you going to do about tonight? What would you do that to them? Would you cut in the conversation right in front of your manager? He doesn't really care. <laughs> but but other people maybe not. <laughs> huh? Let's so say your, your manager was the head of CEO. No, well, you wouldn't reply. You wouldn't reply, right? If, you, if, you, if, if the manager didn't like you as it is, right? you like, yeah, you wouldn't reply. Of course, Hashem likes us. But the point is, you would just say, you, you, would, you care about this person's feelings, but you're more concerned about... The CEO or the manager. I mean, so, as much as we should be concerned for others, so if you smile at a person, oh, I can't talk. but you don't talk. Because um, when you realize what a basic Knesset is, it's not It's not meant to be a place for Sikh Shul. the zayar of very stark, the is very on a person speaking in Shul, I'll just say what he says, It says, and this is a person that doesn't, at some level, doesn't have a portion with God because you don't feel God's there. If you wouldn't do this, if you saw God in Shul, so it means that at some level you're lacking this thing. You see, your hair should raise, even my hair, what's left of it, right? Should go up, see how serious it is. And we should feel bad that people don't understand. You know, you can go to certain shoals in the world, it's literally, literally, you, you feel no reverence. I've been to such shoals, and they're of all types of yarmulkes, right? You go there, and it's, you know, it's like a catch-up club. Everyone's saying hello to their friends. they you know, you, can, you hear like a buzz behind you, and it's not psukh zimra. It's, you know, it's, it's a different conversation. I mean, shoyim rei shamayim. You know, it's 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 a complete lack, and so you know, honestly, uh, if you're children of these people and you're trying to raise, uh, again, they can get it in school and other places, but how your connection to prayer—that's what you have. I mean, I would daven be a this first, personally. I mean, you know, lo- most likely before going to those shuls. Fortunately, the places that have those kind of shuls usually are, there's other shuls in the neighborhood. Uh, but but. You know, you don't... Uh, it's Heter, there are places you go to and the whole shul is, is just talking. Um woe is to people who... Actually, woe is such people for the day of judgment, day of rebuke. Happens to be. What are we saying of us? a Batakash Shami Aretz. If you daven in shuls, of people who are ignorant, they talk and they don't follow Allah. What's the Allah? sa adam. Right. It takes you out of the world, which means you lose your ability to be successful in this world. I think it's Moshe said, and in certain places it's smachas, by the bar mitzvah. All of a sudden, you go into the bar mitzvah and there's all kinds of relatives there. And you haven't seen Cousin Joe and, aunt, and, and the lady second Auntie Bertha's there. Does anyone have the name Bertha anymore? Have you ever met someone under 60 who has the name Bertha? It's like one of those names that you have to be, you know, seventy years old and make Ragalach to have that name, you know. Like, or Aunt Bertha's there, you know. And this and it's a get, it's a get together. All of a sudden, you have all the relatives, and and, and 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 there's always that uncle who comes from out of town who thinks he owns the world, and he comes to the show and he wants to meet everybody. Do you know what goes on where I live? You know, or you know, it gives like the little, and everyone's there. They, so you go. To, it's, a, it's a it's a family simcha. And sometimes you you know again. I heard the rabbis just pretty mock a bit about talking in shul, but like you know you can go to the leaning they don't even hear the kids bar mitzvah leaning because they're all talking. They come there they don't even hear it. it's a, you know mechamad alaslan. And them also a lot of people come to shul Yom Tov, It's also they're happy. It's it's a good occasion. It's freilach. You know people are happy and the, a lot of people you know are relatives. The um, whole and again, uh, uh, telling people criticism is is is, uh, is a narrow bridge. There's correct ways to do it, and there's incorrect ways to do it. Right. Actually, I'm forgetting correct or incorrect. There's some people who get upset, and they tell people off, and then they can't dive it. Like their blood pressure goes so high up that you know. I remember one person guy came to me once, uh, and he's like, "Do you know what's going on by me?" I'm like, oh my goodness! I know what's going on with you. I <laughs> know. I didn't see it there, but I know what's going on to you. So I just thought, I just said, I'm not there. I don't see it. It was like in the in the bleachers. Change your seat. I, you know, you'll you'll do a lot better if you can say something calmly, and your blood pressure is lower then maybe you should say, if you, if you can influence it. And of course, if I see something, I'll, I'll say something. I'm not scared, you know. I don't, uh, I'm not going to hurt someone's feelings. Unnecessarily. Uh, but also, just to be frank, you know, I, I, I generally, we can ask bar mitzvahs and other things, or, 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 or but telling individual guests, not such a simple thing because some people are not so observant. You don't want to t- upset them. Some people don't understand. So it's a really, I, honestly, it's a fine balance. You know, habits additional as a general rule is a pretty good. Uh can use improvement. It's pretty good. Most people that come here are impressed and that self-set has something. But to the extent you could, let's say let's say it's people who are very close. Um, you know, there's a close connection. So you're, since you two are sitting next to me, it's Nachum and Yehuda. You guys learn daf every day. It's a pretty impressive thing. You see each other almost every day. You're close if... But one would tell the other, I imagine they would say it respectfully, they would say it out of care, they'd say it out of love. And I think if you say it of respectfully, out of care, and out of love, and that's the vibe I give in, then you can be successful in helping a person realize that a shul is no place to talk, especially during the <laughs>